0: Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Faked. This is going to be a big episode, okay? We're going to focus on something that isn't so much household or something that maybe you've even been to or have seen or heard of, okay? This is going to be the tale of two cities, the real city and the Chinese fake cities, okay? So, just jumping in immediately because we've been on a hiatus for a little bit, but, you know, we want to just jump in here. so... Copycat architecture, okay, that's not something new, okay, we have Paris uh, in Las Vegas, if you've ever been there, we have Statue of Liberty in Tokyo, and heck, even the Athens Acropolis in Nashville, as oddly placed as it is, it's there, okay, but China always likes to take things to the next level, okay, China is well known for its sprawling metropolises and super futuristic architecture, but did you know that they also have the whole host of fake, copycat, replicated, famous towns and cities from around the world, okay? These are huge, so it's not just, we're in Vegas, check out this one monument from Paris, and, you know, you move on with your your life and your day, and it's, you know, something else the next block. This is an entire fake city, okay? It's pretty crazy in my book that, you know, China thought it'd be good. Uh, and, and actually, some of them have been pretty good because most uh, are actually occupied, which is great. You know, it's not just something, here's tourism, go visit it wow that was awesome i'm coming back to my house some people live in these places because there's such a decent um reenactment of these model cities in places like austria and italy that people just liked the vibe wanted to chill out and move in at sometimes a really high price too so the first one's going to be Hallstatt, his wow his wow i, I Believe I'm pronouncing that's H U I Z H O U. If you want to look it up, so it's Hallstatt. Okay, Hallstatt is obviously from Austria. You know, that's one of those really picturesque towns. You know, photo-esque towns. It's it's like a background of a Microsoft um, Windows. Like it just looks like that. So. It is referred to as the Pearl of Australia, okay? Hallstatt is one of the most picturesque and famous towns in Austria. A UNESCO World Heritage Site, Hallstatt sits on the banks of a beautiful lake, Lake (laughs) Hallstatt. I'm saying that way too many times. And it's around 300 kilometers west of Vienna. So, very popular place. China decided they wanted to uh, a piece of that because they've got mountains, you know, they've got... Kind of a lake, they were like, dude, we got mountains, we got a lake, let's just open up our own Hallstatt in Austria. And that's what they did. So, built in 2011 at a cost of around $950 million. If you ever had that question about, like, I wonder how much this would be, you know, you go to a city, you're like, dang, that's a building, 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 you know, structures. What's the combination of everything and how much is it gonna be? Well, China found that answer for you by recreating it. So $950 million, almost a billion dollars to recreate kind of a half-butt version of Hallstatt. So the project was funded by a Chinese mining tycoon. So it was actually a private, you know, a private venture. So that's pretty crazy. But you know, us in America, we've done crazy things too. So the city consists of a replica of the famous church that's in the middle, the famous steeple, uh, the fountain, and various other objects from the original Hallstatt town center. Pretty crazy. So next up is the Florentine, uh, Florentia village in Taijin. Okay, this is actually a really famous one. It's not. It's it, on both accords. You know, it's famous in China and it's famous. In I believe Italy, yeah. So it's really not a huge full city. It's kind of like the Venetian in Vegas, where you enter it and you kind of are placed in a other world. You know, you you feel like you've entered Italy at that point. But what they did was they created the exterior village, which looks like it kind of uh, mirrors uh, Venice. Yeah, it looks like Venice. So Florentia Village is in. Um, and it's China's first-end outlet, first high-end outlet store mall uh, that's designed in a quintessential Italian style. So, boasting nearly two hundred of the world's most famous luxury Italian brands, the space is huge and covers nearly two hundred thousand square meters. Crazy talk! I mean, the Venetian's pretty overwhelming when you walk in, but I don't even think it's a tenth of that space. And it's all inside, so the, you know, the weather's always so nice. Though, the village is split, unless they had a power outage. That's one thing I always thought would be kind of crazy. It's like power outage just simulating nighttime, I guess. I don't know. It's crazy. But the village is split into four different sections. So domestic luxury products, international luxury brands, sporting goods, and leisure products. The design of the village is based on what a traditional Italian town would look like. With the main inspiration obviously coming from Ven- uh, Venice and Florence. The village is only 20 minutes from Beijing and around 10 minutes from Taijin via the Jingjin High Speed Railway. So that's the Florentia Village in Taijin. Very famous. A lot of people go uh, anytime you are in Beijing or Taijin. I think people just go there. Like it's one of those must see places. And obviously, if they've got 200 of the world's most Famous luxury Italian brands, you bet your sweet beppy people are coming here. You know you can't just open up those stores and be like, ah, we'll get the occasional person that ends up finding us on Atlas Obscura, uh, like um, Halstatt. You know Halstatt's more of a, a niche place. All right, so next up, we've already talked about um, Paris, not not. Paris, in spe- I guess in specific, we talked about the Eiffel Tower. So they actually have a copycat of Paris in Zhejiang. So as we talked about already, you know, they like to copy. Uh, there's copycat uh, Paris landmarks everywhere. The Fleur de Triumph that is, I think, in Washington Park in New York City, and then we've got, obviously, the Eiffel Tower in Vegas, and I I think somewhere else. I don't know where the other place is. But um, they also have the Arc de Triomphe in the center of Pyongyang. So these famous landmarks, obviously, you know, are pretty easy to recreate. Super, super um, just pleasing to the eye places you know it's worth the investment and things like that especially because places like Pyongyang people are never leaving these these cities so why not bring the architecture to them because I actually don't I don't think they even have the internet to look at it you know they've got an intranet there so kind of cool to you know bring some of this stuff to them so China decided to go one step further and in 2007, began construction to build an entire gated community in the style of the French capital in the suburbs of Hangzhou. Okay. Oh gosh, this next, Tian de or Sky City, much easier to say, as it's known, um, is entirely built inside a Parisian style architecture and features all the hallmarks you'd expect from Paris, including the fountains the Arc de Triomphe, Champs Elise, and of course, a 354-foot replica of the Eiffel Tower. So look that one up, okay? It's just called Paris, um, and it's in Zhejiang, which is, or I think it's Qijiang, Um, so Z-H-E-J-I-A-N-G. Check that out. It's crazy. It's got a lot of cool stuff to it. I'm curious more about the food, though. Are they able to copycat like the baguettes and all of the great? Because I don't think um, China is really known for their bread baking. You know, that's not something that people are going to China for. So I'm curious if they did end up getting some, you know, copycat bakers <laughs> or I guess just bakers. I don't think there's such thing as copycat bakers. But just something like that would be kind of interesting to see what. Or are they like literally serving you Chinese food there or as they call it food? So. That, that might be something I look into a little more. I, I think that's kind of cool. I loved the fake food episode we did. So if you guys look back, we did do a fake food episode. Didn't get into the whole debacle of our Chinese bakers making fake baguettes. But, uh, you know, more into the commercials and just illegitimate food. All right, next up, Venice in Dalian. Okay. This one actually when I was looking at the two pictures um <laughs> the funny funny enough is the copycat actually looks a little more presentable and I think that's easy to do because uh Venice is sinking. It's old. You know, it's losing a little bit of its luster. So the copycat in dylin looks actually pretty, like a lot better. <laughs> so Venice obviously needs no introduction. You know the city. It's got uh, gondolas going through it. You've got um, you know a bunch of rivers, a bunch of canals, lots of uh, cafe seating on them. Just romances in the air, and the city again is sinking. So. Um, it's one of the most visited tourist destinations in the world and it's you know not hard to see why so hundreds of canals romantic gondola rides and exquisite cuisine sees a million flock there annually however it can take over 12 hours to get there from beijing so china you know they just built their own in the northern city of Dalian. so it's only two hours from dandong uh, which is the city that borders north korea the project began back in 19, or 2011 when a group of French architects, so at least they were French architects. So maybe, you know, that's why it looks so good uh, in contrast to Venice in itself. Um, they were giving an insane budget of uh, $725 million uh, <laughs> to build this copycat city. So it's only four com- uh, kilometers of canals uh, were hand dug and constructed constructed in the Venetian style. And they pass through more than 200 Venetian style bridges and buildings. So it's not exactly the smallest place. You know, we talk about uh, the Venetian in Vegas, again, being kind of the quintessential uh, replica. But that doesn't even touch this. It doesn't even touch this, even though the Venetian costs more to build than this entire city. You know, there's more at bay there. Restaurants, hotel rooms, Vegas prices, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, check that out. That is the uh, the Venice in Dalian. So, D-A-L-I-A-N. Crazy stuff. It is, it is nuts. So, another name to butcher is the Huaxi village in Jingyan. Um So it has a fake great wall so within china they've literally copied something within china um and recreated it and made it fake so uh this is huaxi village quaxi Chai village and it's located in the city of jiangyin around a 2 hour drive from uh, shanghai and you know you know how big china is so it might not actually be the worst idea to kind of create something within itself it's It'd be like us creating a second um, Eiffel, not Eiffel Tower, oh my gosh, uh, you know, a second uh, Empire State Building, you know, somewhere else, which does exist, it's in Vegas, <laughs> in New York, New York, uh, the premium resort there, and they've got some other city skylines. So, it, actually, it's a great um, comparison there. Uh, or I guess maybe, you know, the Hoover Dam somewhere else, like a recreation of the Hoover Dam on the East Coast, which doesn't exist, okay? So, um, from Shanghai, I'm trying to find my place here, and claims to be the richest village in China. It's thought um, that 2,000 residents of the village have a wealth of at least 150,000. Okay, but there are also plenty of millionaires living in the area. So rather than basing the the design of the village on a famous foreign location, curiously, the village is filled with copies of iconic buildings and monuments from around the world, including some of China's own famous landmarks. Okay, to name a few, Huachai Village has a copy of Tiananmen Square in Beijing, which is huge. You know, that's that's not a small feat. And then replicas of the U.S. Capitol building and the Sydney Opera House and even a 2.5-mile-long replica of the Great Wall of China. So it's kind of like the the lesser Great Wall of China or the mediocre Wall of China because it's only 2.5 miles long um, Some with some distinct ends to it that you could clearly go around. But it is kind of cool that they have the U.S. Capitol building. That's kind of neat. I feel like... Um, I feel like the White House would have been maybe a better investment just because it's like a thing people really can't go into, but you could recreate it and it's kind of like, uh, what are those, uh, Ripley's. Yeah. Ripley's, they have like a recreation of the White House, but it's like upside down. I'm sure you guys have seen it in big cities, um, where they have those, those, uh, replica or not replica, the Ripley, believe it or not things. Those are kind of cool to go to once and then never again. So That's kind of cool. That's the Hua Shai village, which I've pronounced like 16 different times so far. Um, Gosh, fake language should probably be in episode two. Okay, so next up is Thames Town in Shanghai. Thames Town in Shanghai is named after the river Thames in London. Uh, Thames Town is a newly built town around 30 kilometers from central Shanghai. The town was built in 2006 at a cost of over 500 million and was designed for a population of 10,000 residents. So nothing, none of these have come with a small cost. You know, they really put forth the money for it. So as fake as they may be, they are quality and it seems like they did a really good job at sparing Noah's, uh, expense and getting the right people on it to recreate some of this stuff, which is, which is a cool investment. So the architecture is designed in a classic British market town style. So there's cobbled streets, Victorian and Tudor, um, terraces and corner shops. And of course the world famous red telephone box, uh, boxes just everywhere. So, you know, a lot of, I'm sh- no doubt Harry Potter references throughout this entire thing too. Some of the architecture has been directly copied from buildings found in England, including the Christ Church in Bristol, a mock Tudor pub, a fish and chip shop from Dorset, and even a replica of Chester's High Cross. So cool stuff there. I feel like that would be a city to go visit. You know, everybody likes the old, old style pubs and all that stuff. But what happens when you make a new pub that looks old? What does that look like? curious about their fish and chip shop too you know that'd be kind of cool to go visit in the 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 heart of shanghai they're like here's some french fries and you know fried fish although you know they're in the chinese um cuisine you know they do do fried fish really well so maybe that's not something that they do bad but french fries i don't know i'd probably want to try that one out that'd be kind of cool so this is kind of cool this one kind of hits home you know in america here Jackson Hole in the Hebei Providence. This one actually, I think, is the most successful in the sense of people moving in. So, a place a little less famous than the others, though. Um, it's a, a fascinating copycat of the Jackson Hole. The original Jackson Hole is located in the U.S., state of Wyoming, and neighbors the famous Yellowstone National Park, Okay. The region is a very popular skiing destination in the U.S. and is home to three ski resorts. However, for some reason, the Chinese decided they wanted a town that mimics the Western American town. So, you know, little pew-pew, little cowboy, all that kind of stuff. So they hired a Portland-based architect. What a sellout, okay, to recreate the resort town in China. The Copycat Resort is wedged between the Taihang and Yang Mountain um, ranges and is about an, an hour north of the... Trains uh, an hour north on the train from central Beijing. So it's not actually, you know, the worst, maybe, day trip to go to. The resort includes all the classic Western American style buildings like log cabins, ranches, pine trees, and even fake snow. You've got it, guys. Fake snow here. I mean, that's crazy. That's, I feel like that's something that, you know, you wouldn't want. And I wonder if it's just, fake snow in the sense of uh ice fake snow or just like you know a replica where it's not cold it's just like synthetic you know here's snow which i guess i guess they probably get you know some snow in the mountain ranges there so it's not like they're unfamiliar to it i've seen mulan i know they get some snow yeah so that's that's pretty cool um but I guess when I was reading more into it, people actually live there. Like, two million bucks for a luxury log cabin to live in what you know looks like Jackson Hole, Wyoming. You know, not not a staple of the West, in my opinion. You know, you you think it'd be like a Route sixty six replica with you know some cities on it and stuff like that. So, pretty crazy, guys. You know you know, places like, uh, Los Angeles, for example, they never had palm trees put into that region. They had to, you know, import them and plant them. There was not one palm tree. When I was out there, they were talking about like not one palm tree out here to begin with. And now, now it looks like it's a native tree, but they had to import some pine trees to this place in uh Jackson hole. Uh, where did I say that was it's Jackson hole high by, uh, Providence, again, I've repronounced that uh, multiple times wrong. So, guys, that is the Chinese fake city. Something you didn't think people would be, you know, too eager to recreate, but they've got the fake cities. They've got a lot of them. It's, it's pretty cool to see that, the, that they've done such crazy investments on it. So, guys, that remember with faked items, okay, there are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.